Over the course of the ongoing invasion of Ukraine, you've probably heard a lot about Chechen soldiers fighting for the Russian military. These soldiers, hailing from Chechnya, were conscripted and deployed to Ukraine by Chechen President Ramzan Kadyrov, a staunch Putin loyalist. The Chechens are a distinct ethnic group indigenous to the North Caucasus, and they predominantly practice Sunni Islam rather than Russian Orthodox Christianity. Chechnya, known officially as the Chechen Republic, is home to most of the Chechens in Russia. In many ways, Chechnya is like its own country within Russia. In fact, it is one of 22 autonomous republics located within Russia. Similarly to how Chechnya is the Republic of the Chechens, each republic has a distinct ethnic character, a reflection of Russia's extreme ethnic diversity. Some of the more notable republics include North Ossetia Alanya, the home of the Iranic Ossetians, Karelia, the home of the Finnic Karelians, Tatarstan, the home of the Turkic Tatars, and perhaps the most controversial republic in Russia, Crimea. Having only been annexed from Ukraine in 2014, Crimea is the only republic without an official ethnicity, and it has a mostly ethnic Russian population with a large Ukrainian minority. Russia also has four autonomous okrugs, Chukotka, Kantimansi, Nenets, and Yamalonenets. Additionally, there is one autonomous oblast in Russia, the Jewish Autonomous Oblast. However, this oblast has never had a majority Jewish population, and today only 0.2% of JAO residents are Jewish. Outside of the republics, okrugs, and JAO, Russia is a bit less diverse. Almost 81% of Russian citizens are ethnic Russians, while 4% are Tatars and 2% are Ukrainians. The remaining 13% consists of almost 200 other ethnic groups, including Bakshirs, Chuvashes, Chechens, Armenians, Avars, Mordvins, Kazakhs, Azerbaijanis, and many, many more. But there is also another sizable ethnic group in Russia and in other former Soviet states known as Koryosaram. Koryosaram is a Russian term for ethnic Koreans living in Russia and other former Soviet states. The first Koreans moved to the Russian Empire in the early 19th century when the Joseon dynasty in Korea began to decline. Since the Korean-Chinese border was heavily patrolled, many Koreans instead decided to migrate to nearby Russia in search of the economic opportunity presented by the vast wilderness of Siberia. In 1910, when the Korean Peninsula was invaded and occupied by the Empire of Japan, thousands of Koreans began fleeing to Russia to escape the brutal Japanese occupation of Korea. At the peak of Korean migration, an estimated 20% of the population of Primorsky Krai, the easternmost region of Russia, was of Korean ethnicity. This trend of mass migration continued even as the Russian Empire was replaced by the Soviet Union in 1922. In 1937, however, the USSR implemented one of the most brutal ethnic cleansing campaigns in Soviet history. 
Fearing that Japan was using Korean spies to infiltrate the Soviet government, Joseph Stalin ordered nearly 175,000 Koreans in the Russian Far East to be deported to the Uzbek SSR and the Kazakh SSR. The impact of these mass deportations can still be seen today. Of the half a million Koryosam in former Soviet states, the largest population, just under 175,000, is in Uzbekistan. Olympic judoka Sergei Lim is arguably the most famous Koryosaram from Uzbekistan. Another 108,000 Koryosaram live in Kazakhstan, the most prominent being former Kazakh Minister of Healthcare Alexei Soy. Over 17,000 live in Kyrgyzstan, most famously the late Kyrgyz Army Major General Boris Yugai. Meanwhile, over 150,000 still live in Russia, mainly in the Russian Far East. Although some are descendants of those who escaped the forced deportations, many are also North Korean migrant workers who are leased to Russia by the North Korean government. One of the most famous Koryosaram from Russia was Viktor Soy, the frontman of the Soviet rock band Kino. Nearly 50,000 Koryosaram live in Ukraine, including Mykolaiv Oblast Governor Vitaly Kim, who came to increased prominence in 2022 for joining Ukrainian irregular forces in the fight against the Russian invasion. Point is, there's a lot of Koreans in former Soviet states. Most adhere to Russian Orthodox Christianity, with smaller numbers of atheists, Buddhists, and Protestants. And since 1989, more Koryosaram have spoken Russian as a first language than have spoken Korean. During World War II, many Koryosaram served in the Red Army. However, one of the most famous to serve in the Red Army also served in the Imperial Japanese Army and the German Army, which were both fighting against the Red Army during World War II. I'm going to tell you all about him right now on Historia Obscura. Welcome to Historia Obscura. This is the 59th episode of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to it. Special thank you to Patreon subscribers Barbara and Tom. If you want to receive a shout-out in every episode, among other benefits, help support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash historiaobscura and becoming a patron. One more thing, make sure to stick around for a little to hear a message about the sponsor of this episode of Historia Obscura, Anchor. If you want to make your own podcast, you'll want to know everything about how to use Anchor. Yang Kyungjong was born on March 3, 1920, in Heijo, Korea, located in present-day Pyongyang, North Korea. Since 1910, the Korean peninsula had been under Japanese rule following the first of one of Japan's many expansions of its growing empire. In 1931, another expansion began, with the Japanese invasion of Manchuria. The extremely controversial invasion was denounced by the international community and resulted in the withdrawal of Japan from the League of Nations. The following year, in 1932, an armistice agreement was signed and China ceded Manchuria to Japan. 
The Japanese converted Manchuria into Manchukuo, a Japanese puppet state led by the deposed Chinese Emperor Puyi. The Kwantung army was established to defend Manchukuo from China, the Soviet Union, and Mongolia, which was a Soviet puppet at the time. Shortly afterwards, a series of undeclared border wars between Manchukuo and the Soviet Union took place, but I digress. In 1938, 18-year-old Yang was living in Manchukuo when he was conscripted into the Kwantung Army. Yang was sent to fight in the Battle of Kalkin Gol in eastern Mongolia. Working together, the Soviets and Mongolians trounced the Kwantung Army, and Yang was captured by Soviet forces and sent to the Norilsk Gulag in Siberia. For four years, Yang was worked nearly to death, and experienced ruthless torture at the hands of the Soviets. Then, in 1942, the Soviets offered Yang his freedom from the Gulag, but it would come at a cost. In exchange for freedom from the Gulag, Yang Kyungjong enlisted in the Red Army. It was not uncommon for the Red Army to recruit Gulag prisoners to fight in exchange for their freedom. Most of those impressed into the Red Army were German POWs, many of whom actually remained in Russia after the war. The effects of this can be seen today, as roughly 400,000 ethnic Germans live in Russia. But I digress once again. Yang was sent to fight in the Eastern Front of the European Theater of World War II. He initially believed that his experience fighting in the Soviet-Japanese border wars would prepare him for World War II service. However, he soon realized that he was incredibly ill-prepared for the horror that Eastern Europe saw during the war. Yang is believed to have participated in the Battle of Stalingrad, although this has since been disputed by Russian historians. Regardless, the Battle of Stalingrad would turn out to be the bloodiest battle of World War II, with an estimated 1.1 million Soviet casualties and 800,000 German, Italian, and Romanian casualties. In spite of their massive losses, the Red Army would go on to win the battle, marking a major turning point of the war in favor of the Allied powers. Following the Battle of Stalingrad, Yang was deployed to present-day Donbass, Ukraine to fight in the Third Battle of Kharkov. You may hear a lot about this city today by its modern name, Kharkiv. Seeing that the tide of the war was turning in their favor after Stalingrad, the USSR launched an offensive to retake Ukraine from Nazi Germany. However, the Germans would end up winning at Kharkov, and Yang was captured by the Wehrmacht in March of 1943. Considering that he had fought for the Axis powers prior to his capture by the Red Army, Yang Kyungjong wasn't particularly devastated about being captured by Germany. In fact, almost immediately after his capture, Yang enlisted in the Ostlegionen, a German term meaning Eastern Legions. Essentially, the Ostlegionen were a collection of battalions made up of Soviets who had been recruited to fight for Germany. Each legion was associated with an ethnic group found in the Soviet Union or Soviet sphere of influence, including Armenians, Circassians, Georgians, Iranians, and Kurds. 
Ethnic Russians, however, were few and far between in these battalions, since Nazi race science saw Slavic peoples as inferior to everyone except Jews and Romani. In any case, Yang and several other Soviet POWs were sent to Nazi-occupied France to defend the Cotentin Peninsula. This peninsula, found in northern France and home to the city of Cherbourg, is located in the region known as Normandy. That name sound familiar? If it does, you probably know what would happen on June 6, 1944. On this day, American, British, and Canadian forces launched Operation Overlord, an amphibious assault on Normandy. Yang was stationed on Utah Beach, and he participated in the shelling of Allied forces who landed at the beach. As the Allies stormed the beach, however, Yang retreated to Cherbourg. A few days later, Yang was found and captured by U.S. Army paratroopers. When Yang Kyung-jong was first captured, he was erroneously identified as Japanese, rather than Korean, by Lieutenant Richard Winters, who would later live in New Brunswick, New Jersey. In fact, he was initially believed to be a Japanese spy disguised in Wehrmacht attire. While he was being processed by American soldiers, a famous photo was taken of him in his German army uniform. Yang is considered a very elusive historical figure, as this is one of only three known photos of him in existence. This has led some historians to doubt the validity of his story, as the person in the photo believed to be Yang may have been another soldier of East Asian appearance. Regardless, after being captured and processed, Yang was transported to a POW camp in England. A year later, he was transferred to a camp in Hortonville, Wisconsin. Yang was released in 1947, two years after the end of the war. He became a U.S. citizen and moved to Evanston, Illinois, where he lived a very private life until his death from natural causes on April 7, 1992, at the age of 72. In 2011, Yang's story was dramatized in the Korean war film My Way, with Jang Dong-gun portraying the protagonist based on Yang. In a previous episode of Historia Obscura, I discussed the story of Lauri Torni, who fought for the Finnish army in the Winter War, the German army in World War II, and the US army in the Vietnam War. However, Yang's story is perhaps even more impressive, as he is the only known person to fight for three different armies during the same war. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Historia Obscura. I certainly enjoyed writing it. If you want to suggest an episode of Historia Obscura, send me a voice message at anchor.fm slash Historia Obscura slash message. Feel free to leave your name and location, and if I like your idea, I'll make an episode of it and give you credit. Additionally, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash Historia Obscura and become a patron. And of course, I can't go without once again thanking this episode's sponsor, Anchor. 
They are by far the easiest way to make a podcast, so if you want to make your own, go to anchor.fm. With that said, this is Jack from Historia Obscura, signing off, but not for long.